All right, welcome to another episode of Vertigo Voices. <laughs> With the uh, the uh, reconvening of the moderate fanboy. I was gonna say it's, it's been a while since <laughs> yeah. we've done this. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, back I don't know what. I think the last one was 2016. It was pre-COVID, man. Yeah, I, that's yeah all it was I know. Pre- <laughs> the old days, the before times. <laughs> the before times. Uh, yeah, we used to have a, a podcast called the Commentary Cast about uh, comic book movies, and we would talk during movies. Yeah, which it's is what we're gonna do. <laughs> it's, it's, it's may seem familiar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Believe it or not. Uh, yeah. So I'm Colby, and this is. Oh, this is Brian. Yeah. Hi. And uh, yeah, he's uh, uh, been talked about on the show many times. Oh God! And uh, now he's finally making an appearance. This is right. this is Bear, the Bear, the Bear. <laughs> and today we're going to be watching uh, the Doctor Who television movie. That's right. As a part of Vertigo Voice, but Doctor Who Vertigo—that doesn't make any sense. How does that work, Colby? For those of you who've actually listened to the show before, you already know. Um, but there's actually. Uh, a Doctor Who novel written by Paul Cornell. The Paul Cornell. Yeah, uh, who's long history with Doctor Who. But anyway, it's called uh, Happy Endings, and it's about the marriage of Bernice Summerfield mm-hmm. to Jason Kane, and it's the 50th of the Virgin New Adventure Doctor Who. Right. And one of the chapters is written by all of the previous writers. Oh, that's cool. And in that chapter, there's a section written by Neil Penswick that features death. Of the Endless. No kidding. Yeah. And he actually uses dialogue of hers from Books of Magic. Wow. So, uh, death is canonically a part of Doctor Who. Because isn't that a thing (laughs) where where Gaiman has that deal worked out where he has to do the dialogue for all of his characters? Somewhat. I I, I mean, it's, he he owns a portion of the, of the Sandman universe. Because, yeah, Paul Cornell wrote the action comics with Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah, with Death. Yeah, because Death Death is a huge, or sorry, Paul Cornell is a huge Mm -hmm. Gaiman fan and um, loves Sandman. And so I I think because of that, he just looks for uh, places where he can sprinkle those characters in. So anyway, uh, the Endless are a part of Doctor Who, which puts this entire fucking... 60-year franchise uh, deep in the Vertigo universe. So <laughs> that, That's all, that works for me, man. That's, yeah. that's all I need to know. So we've got, uh, we're going to watch the Doctor Who movie from... 96? The, yeah, 96. Directed by Paul? What was his name? Something Sa- Je- Jeffrey Sachs. Oh, yes. Jeffrey Sachs. Jeffrey Sachs. Um, Philip Siegel wrote it. That yeah. Was, that was mine. And it stars uh, uh, Paul, Mc, Paul McGann, excuse me. McGann. As the eighth Doctor. Yes. And that's a big deal because this was, for a long time, his only appearance. Yeah, and it's also a big deal because it was, this was sort of expected to be a reboot. Mm-hmm. And it is very clearly not, as yeah, you'll see for the good. first almost <laughs> half of this movie. Yeah, very tied into the original. So anyway, we're going to go ahead and hit play. Uh, the DVD is in. I mean, good luck finding a DVD of this. Yeah. <laughs> the DVD is in. And uh, we're going to hit play at three, two, one, play. Go. I think I put the uh, subtitles on. I think you did. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, there's there we Scaro. go. Here's the voice. Of I love Scaro. how it just is like, yeah. So it was on Scaro that the masters were like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <Who> now? <laughs> yeah. What? What? Because <laughs> this is by this is in no way an entry point for people. <laughs> no, no, this is a terrible jumping on point. 
you see the master's yeah. eye and that dissolve, but that's a, a callback to his last appearance yeah. in Survival from 89. That was the last uh, televised episode where he had leopard eyes for some reason. And you can hear the Daleks there for a second. Oh, and they're all squeaky. Yeah. They, they don't sound right. I not. Yeah, they don't sound quite right, but... And then it fades into the uh, ah. the uh, Superman theme. Yeah, I was gonna up. say <laughs> the weird Doctor Who like uh, jazzy nineteen nineties theme. I, I like the theme though because they, they kind of like reverse the, yeah. the chorus. And it starts in the middle. Yeah, which is which is what the section that I just played. Yeah, I, I kind of like that about that. It really stands out from the others, mm. and it being more uh, orchestrated. My my favorite theme, I think, Paul McGann. There he is. I like that that font. The uh, yes. <laughs> what's it called? Uh, God, what's the font? Um, Comic Sans. No, the one that the one that's like on Serenity. Oh, uh, oh yeah. God damn it. Oh, there's a whole Papyrus. Papyrus. Yeah. There's a whole SNL skit about that. Have you ever seen that? Sounds familiar. With uh, it's with um, uh, Ryan Gosling. Oh yes. And this whole thing yeah. about Papyrus being used yeah. on uh, on. Avatar, yeah, and he's like, he's like somebody, uh, somebody just uh, like they paid somebody to design that poster. They just went on <laughs> into to the uh, uh, text tool, <laughs> scrolled down to Papyrus, and said, "Done, good, good enough." <laughs> so here is Sylvester McCoy, the Seventh mm. Doctor. Uh, I like how they they let him. I mean, the, the actors age, but I like that they let the the character age. Yeah. Because his, his TARDIS looks totally different here. He's yeah. dressed differently. He's, you He's know, using so, a sonic screwdriver. Yeah, which he never really did. Uh, weird mirror there. Yeah, that's an odd introduction. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is like their 30th choice of a song to be playing, too. What is it? I don't even remember. It's oh, it's... I don't know the name off the top of my head, but it was just... It was basically whatever they could afford. Yeah. It was... They, they spent about a million dollars on the TARDIS set and then said, oh, shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a really good TARDIS design. Oh, it's an oh, it's it's huge. This, this was the backdoor pilot. They were going to say, yeah. oh, we're saving money in yeah, the yeah, long yeah. run. And Everything's going to be set on here. Yeah, it didn't, didn't quite work out with this being its only appearance as well. But I love all the seal of Rassilon, yeah, like the yeah. infinity sideways thing. This is the eighth doctor. You know, it, it, it's a good visual yeah. thing. And it, it looks... Uh... It looks kind of timeless. It does. Because this, I mean, this could be the TARDIS in a modern interpretation of Doctor Who. Yeah, but it's also very, like, Jules Verne. Yeah, it's yeah. Got the, the, it's got the, the old-fashioned sci-fi. Yeah, it's yeah. very, like, steampunk sci-fi. Yeah. And jelly babies. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I, I think is probably apparent by now, but the reason that you are... Oh, he's reading the time machine. Oh, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> the reason that you are on today's episode instead of Sophia... Is because uh, you clearly know a lot about Doctor Who, and Sophia's never seen a single fucking episode of it. Really? Which I have. How do you do that in know. this day and age? We actually, I brought up Doctor Who, I think about a year ago, because something, there's something about November that always makes me watch Doctor Who. I don't know why. Oh, it's, it's when it premiered. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, the, day, the day Kennedy died. Yeah, that's right. It's cold out, and I want something that I can just watch, and so mm-hmm. I've got a shitload of Doctor Who, so. It's last a year, very good binge show. Yeah, last year I was watching. Uh, God damn it, the Invisible Assassin. Oh, good one. That that chunk of story with the Fourth Doctor. But yeah. anyway, that's that's just what I was watching at that time that I vaguely remember. <laughs> you know, there's the Doctor or the Master Jizz. Uh, it's 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 called a morphant. A morphant. It's a shape shifting goo snake 
native to Scaro. This is it's, it's totally one of those like Star Wars things. Wait, so that's like, not the master then? It, it is the master. The master bonded with uh, ah, with the morphins. This gotcha. this was his way of, of escaping his Cheating execution. Death. Yeah, which is what he does. But uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's one of those like modern day Star Wars sort of things. The retcon. Where just, yeah, something just happens in a movie, mm-hmm. and then like you know years later they write a book about it yeah. to yeah, exactly. explain what the hell just happened. To, to make the continuity nerds shut up. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's been. Uh, like I think officially designated now that this this is a morphant. That just looks like a big big load of jizz. Well, he did jerk off on it before he big left. fat cum shot there. Yeah, yeah, there it is. <laughs> That's I mean, it's like cobwebby cum shot. They could have picked something like, like you can see like the viscous in it. And yeah. there's some gristle there. But the seventh doctor was not impressed. You couldn't. I mean, they couldn't have picked like green or purple, <laughs> or any other color. Nope. Nope. No, just just a big white load. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go to the then future of 1990. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing I forgot about this is it's like of that late 90s, mid to late 90s mm-hmm. uh, uh, anxiety about the year 2000. Yep. And there's so <laughs> many stories that were like, it's going to be set on the year 2000. The world's going to end. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Y2K, yeah. man. Yeah. That's what uh, the original Sandman script uh, from the nineties was all about the year 2000 oh, as well. Really? It was wow. about Sandman and his brother, Lucifer, <laughs> um, <laughs> having to recover the dream stone before the year 2000. Like they were in like a competition to yeah. recover the dream stone or else the world would end. Time doesn't really work like that yeah. for them. Does it? I, no, I, it's that's <laughs> everything about that setup is fucking <laughs> stupid on every fucking level. <laughs> Like uh, like that uh, John Constantine opening of the sci-fi car chase. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> forget about that. I, I never forget about that. <laughs> I wake up thinking about that. <laughs> uh, G.T. Cell, I believe, is, is his name. He's great as the master's little henchman. Yeah. Um, he, um, he's done some of the audio uh, oh, adventure really? stuff. Now, he's come in a couple times along with a, a Daphne last name. Uh, what is her last name? I, I, I want to say Holloway, but that's the act. That's the character. Is is a uh, I thought uh, Doctor Grace Holloway. Yeah, Doctor Who TV movie. Oh, there we go. TV movie. Her name is Ashbrook. Ashbrook. Yes, it came to me before I saw it. That's funny because I was I thinking went... I was thinking Eastbrook, but I was like that doesn't sound right. Uh, way off. Yeah. Oh, just yes. Big old section on Wikipedia here about all the. Uh, almost cast or people yeah. who read for the part of the doctor. Yeah. Cause this was, I mean, this was a big role cause mm-hmm. doctor who had been off the air for like seven years when yeah. this came out mm-hmm. and this was going to be the big bringing it back and it's going to be specifically set for American audiences. Yep, This was a co-production between the UK, uh, CBC in Canada yeah. and Fox. Fox? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that 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 many cooks. It's, um, I'm pretty sure. That, Bam! Yeah. <laughs> How the doctor just gets yeah. gunned down by an Asian gang. Just out of nowhere. I think they were speaking some kind of Asian. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure it was an Asian gang. For those of you who don't get the reference, go watch uh, the Cable Guy, <laughs> directed by Ben Stiller. <laughs> Um, yes, so just... I never noticed that. Did you see that? The the TARDIS windows? Yeah. They had like a, like a fucking stained glass look to them. Yeah, like when the light hits it just right. Is that, is that actual tinted glass or was that just the reflection? I think it was the reflection. There's a lot of neon Uh, in the alley. 
I, and then for a minute, I thought maybe we were seeing the like the color scheme of inside the TARDIS. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, I, I'm sure that was just a happy accident. Yeah. Like the skull in the background of Punisher Warzone. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, this, this was filmed in Vancouver, doubling for San, San Diego? San Francisco? I thought it was San Francisco. San Francisco, yeah. Um, Hold in there, old girl. Hold up on there, old guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I brought some, some reference material with me here. May as well jump into that. Yeah. So I got a book entitled Doctor Who Regeneration, which is the story behind yeah. the revival of a television legend. Hold on one second, real quick. Introduce there he is. Eric Roberts as the paramedic, who then becomes the master. Eric, goddamn yeah. Roberts. Uh, personal friend, Eric Roberts. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you guys go way back. <laughs> yeah, we, I, I mean, we all go way back. Uh, we'll have to get into that in a minute. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a, a very cool book. It's pretty hard to find at this point. I forgot. They give him the alias John Smith. Yes. Which is a, a joke in Doctor Who for years. Yeah. Seems like it seems like anytime the doctor needs an alias, he goes by John Smith. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's. I, I actually can't think of an, of an occasion when he hasn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in uh, uh, in the one with fucking David Tennant and the werewolf, he goes by Jamie McCrimmon. <laughs> <laughs> I remember <laughs> the J- oh, James I McCrimmon. I guess he calls that. himself. Which is a reference to a second Doctor uh, uh, companion. It's yeah, yeah. when he uses his Scottish accent. <laughs> Um, yes, this, this book is interesting because it, ha- it has a lot of making of this, but also the, about a solid five year span of people trying to get this movie made or yeah. a new TV show made or, or something like that. And yeah, it's, um, there, there's about three pages worth of just names in here of people who read for the doctor or were considered for the doctor or who they called to read for the doctor and never returned their call. Yeah. Um, basically everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple Americans. Nobody was happy about that. <laughs> yeah, Tom Hanks was in the running. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that um, I, I remember hearing that uh, McGann and Sylvester McCoy were the only Brits on set. Really? Yeah. yeah I'm, <laughs> Sounds I, about right. I, I'm pretty sure that's the way it worked out. But it was made by huge fans uh, who'd been trying to get this made for for years and years. And I don't know how well that comes through in the final product because. It does seem very fanish in some respects, yeah, and also not at all yeah. in others. It's one of those like it's if initially it kind of feels like uh, like fan fiction, yes, like like trying to maybe insert yourself into the Doctor a little bit, right? Like uh, I'm trying too hard, yeah, yeah. and they're like, yeah, well, the first Doctor or the seventh Doctor comes down and gets killed, so then we've got the eighth Doctor. And you know what? He's going to be human now because yeah. oh, half human, yeah, half human, yeah, because <laughs> it's that whole. American audiences yeah. need need a better POV character. That's why Spock yeah. is only half alien. Yeah. He's got to be like got to be more relatable. Yeah, Amazing Grace. Yeah. I like how she's introduced the same way that Dick Tracy is, <laughs> <laughs> shedding a single tear at the opera. <laughs> yeah. I'll be back later. I, I really want to see how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's. That, that makes Dick Tracy canon. Yeah, there you for, go. For, for Doctor Who and therefore <laughs> for Vertigo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Dick Tracy's shown up in something Vertigo related. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, my phone's not silenced. Oh, wow. That could have been bad. <clears throat> yeah. Like it's an amateur hour in here. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been a, a thing in the past. <laughs> not my phone, but... <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, you own Murder Party? Yeah. Awesome. So I'm, I'm looking at his DVD. I also collection. own Director's Commentary, Terror Frankenstein. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, yeah, I loved that. <laughs> I know. And I've been waiting to get it back. <laughs> I never watched it. No, not yet. That's, that's my some of my pile for uh, Halloween movies. Fair enough. Okay. Because it's one of the, you loaned it to me, I think, like last. Like, it was three years ago. Yeah, probably. probably. No, it was, it was like December. And I was like, well, I'm not going to watch this till October. <laughs> <laughs> so have they got to Will Sasso uh, yet? I was just going <laughs> to say, when, when you were talking about British actors a minute ago, I was like, so you're telling me Will Sasso is not British. How dare you? Look at that. They're putting a CD in. Who uses CDs anymore? Well, back in the far-flung future of 1999. I'm actually currently waiting for two CDs to come in the mail. Oh, yeah? So, uh, audio dramas. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I, have, a, I have a whole shelf of 8th Doctor yeah, CDs. Yeah. I've so, got yeah. a chunk over there. but. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but do you have the horror of glam rock? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Because so you got me that one. That is yeah. such a good episode. So we should go back to that for a minute. So yeah. Paul, Paul McGann, well, he's not even been fucking introduced yeah. yet, but... Paul McGann plays the Eighth Doctor in this. This is what introduced him. And again, we like we said, it was supposed to be the first of many. And then he wasn't in anything else. Yeah, it <laughs> but, never, never took off. Yeah. But Big Finish, a company that does audio dramas in England, uh, got him to record a bunch of Eighth Doctor audio dramas. Yep. And he became incredibly popular with the role because when he's actually given a chance to play the character <laughs> instead and, of and also his his voice still matches kind of yeah, the character all, all the other ones you know they, they they age a bit it comes yeah. through in the voice you know as cool as it is to hear you know tom baker do stuff yeah. it's you know he's old but um, one thing sylvester mccoy's voice is is uh noticeably still pretty young yeah yeah definitely <clears throat> But anyway, he, so McGann's been in a shitload of Big Finish oh, audio yeah. dramas, mm-hmm. and he still is, right? He's still, oh, yeah. he's still no, doing it's, it. They're, they're, they're still going going strong with him because it's the thing about him is he has such a bigger stretch to fill in mm-hmm. with with the other doctors. It was really you know like, hey, what happened between these episodes yeah, or something yeah. like that? You know, there's sometimes it's it doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but with him, there's so much ground to cover, and yeah. and, and it's, it's just they can do almost anything with it. I remember in that 50th anniversary audio they did, um, God, what's the name of uh, that? Light at the End. Light at the End, yeah. yeah. I, re- like, I think it's the third or fourth Doctor. No, one, two, and three are in it, but they're, they only have cameos. Right. It's like the fourth or fifth Doctor. The way that they introduce him into the narrative, it's very, it's like a very specific set point right. in their story. <laughs> and it's one of those, like, listening to it being like, how can that even be fucking pop? Like, yeah. it's, it's like a blink that they yeah. throw them in there. <laughs> Like when the the first episode with uh, with Tom Baker when he steps into his TARDIS and disappears and then reappears like this next second yeah apparently he had like fifty audio yeah yeah exactly time. yeah <laughs> time travel <laughs> yeah in uh, uh, that episode of David Tennant's when he uh, materializes the TARDIS between like the outhouse or whatever oh and yeah and then he dematerializes it and turns back so the door is facing the right way. Yeah, yeah no, he destroyed an entire civilization in that time. <laughs> but he felt really bad about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, as the series went on, they got smarter about that. I think starting with the sixth Doctor, they yeah. started intentionally leaving gaps between stories. Yeah. And even, like, doing things like where they would have characters change their outfits or whatever yeah, to yeah. give the indication time had passed just to fill in for, at that time, it was more for the comics. Yeah. Uh, like the the 
magazine comics. Yeah, and I mean, Doctor Who, like, almost as much as fucking Star Wars, Mm -hmm. since the beginning, Doctor Who has fully embraced fan culture. Oh, absolutely. There's been novelizations and fan shows, like, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, fucking Blue Peter, Mm -hmm. like, bits on that, um, Top of the Pop cards, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, magazines, and, like, just all of that has been going on since the fucking 60s. Oh, yeah. And uh, have, you, have you read the old comics from the sixties? Uh, no, I'm it's bits, <laughs> bits Doctor on wikis. Who with these two children, yeah. And you're like, who are they? What's hey. happening here? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 nonsense. But yeah, it's exactly. Charming. Um, I was gonna go somewhere with that. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, the um, embracing fan culture. Yeah, I mean, just, it's always been a part of that. It's been baked into... Oh, yeah, and fan culture is kind of what saved the old episodes. Oh, absolutely. Because back in the 60s and 70s, the BBC didn't have any reason to save old tapes. Mm -hmm. Because, like, we didn't have a home video culture. We didn't have... People didn't have VCRs or anything, and shit was aired and then thrown out. (laughs) And uh, they they deleted or cleared or whatever old tapes so that they could be reused. And in doing that, they just they deleted a shitload of episodes of Doctor Who from the first and second Doctors. Yep. And it's only because people either like recorded it on on home or at at home, like bits of uh, the video or audio or uh, those shows like Blue Peter, you know, yeah. had had clips of episodes that were then saved. And it's only because of stuff like that that some episodes still exist. I, I'm pretty sure that some of the uh, how they will occasionally find long lost serials in like. Nigeria or New yeah. Zealand or something. I'm pretty sure those are just fans who swiped them so they wouldn't get sent back. Yeah, probably. And, yeah. And that's what's, what's really cool, too, is that we have uh, quite a few of the uh, animated ones. Yeah. Now, where, where they can't... The track. audio survived, but yeah. not the... Yeah. And, and really good quality, too. Mm-hmm. Like they, oh, for sure. They uh, would take the back off the TV set to get a clearer sound and everything. Yeah. Like, those, those geeks knew what they were doing. Yeah, for sure. That's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really interesting to see fans... Save something they love instead of cut it down daily on I, Twitter. I, I, <laughs> gee, I don't understand what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, amazing to me how how fan culture has changed. <laughs> <laughs> a slow, pro, like a slow devolution into where we are now, but it's really obvious when you look at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, here uh, now, back to what's happening on the screen. Isn't that <laughs> Eric Roberts' wife? I believe that's that's like his the wife case. at the time played his I, wife in this. I think so. I'm not 100, percent but I believe that's the case. And then the little uh, jizz snake is about yep. to come and yep. the jizz snake get is all about up to come. in him. Yep. There it is. Ah. there's uh, Sylvester McCoy's toes. Yeah, for for <laughs> yeah. Uh, you foot freaks out there. Foot freaks out there. Quentin, I know you're watching. <laughs> uh, there's good old Will, Will Sasso. Sasso. There he is of Mad TV fame. <laughs> Of, uh, what was he, Drop Dead Gorgeous? Was he in that movie? Of Doctor Who, the TV movie. Yeah, right? that's true. He was in that. He got all up in them feet. Look at that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, look at it. He's just joking away. Oh, he's having fun. He's like 12. <laughs> yeah. There's a bit he has later that is so fucking cheesy. There's a line, uh, even more than that. Mm-hmm. There's a, it's after after the doctor breaks out. He has a ah, fine. I can't, oh, you'll see I, it. I remember. I can't, I can't remember the line. I, just, I, just, I know his inflection and the way he says yeah. it and the way he looks. Yeah. It's so goofy. It's a very <laughs> spacious morgue. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of room for a resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. They also kind of change the rules on regeneration here because he's already dead, right? Yeah, it's because the. Uh, the 
surgical implement. Oh, that's him. right. Yeah, and so it's yeah. The, the, the he says that that he regenerated wrong this time. Yeah. So it's it's one of those. It's, it's addressed, but not really explained. <laughs> kind of like the master turning into a jizz snake and yeah. shoving itself down Eric Roberts' throat. Yep. <laughs> I wish that like they had uh, somebody else dub his voice for his first scene, where he's like, hey, "Oh yeah, what's going on in the hospital?" And now he has like yeah. the awesome Hello Eric Roberts there. voice. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so Eric Roberts nowadays uh, is still playing the master yes. in B- Big Finish Audio. Um, he's only he's, got a handful of those yeah. by now. Yeah. And uh, it's it's fun to see him come back to that role because. Yeah. Uh, th- I feel like this version of the master isn't exactly a fan favorite. Right. He wasn't for a while, mm-hmm. but I think that tide has kind of turned a little bit. Well, it's the same thing happened with McGann. He yeah, wasn't exactly. Very well received at first. And then it kind of became like a, Oh, well he's the doctor now. Let's, yeah. let's see what, what his adventures are. Cause it was it's probably kind of, like 2002 or three that the big finish stuff started. I, I believe so. At least the big finish stuff for him. Yeah. Cause they'd been going for a while. A good good couple years before that, which which Big Finish was another fan production. I was gonna say, talk yeah. about talk about fans. Yeah. Uh, uh, like you, you know, we talk about this movie being kind of almost fan filmish. Mm-hmm. Where like Big Finish <laughs> were originally literally just fans fucking around. Oh yeah, and then and they got a little bit of money and some clout behind them, and now they are officially doing first run like mm. BBC Doctor shit. Yeah, which is what's what's kind of fun about that is this morphing thing looks so cool yeah also um, his fucking just yeah. contorting his face yeah um but the uh uh what was i gonna say yeah one, one of the very early ones they did with their own made-up doctor who i believe was voiced by uh uh nicholas briggs mm-hmm. uh yeah. was later remade as uh i think paul mcgann's second one uh the sword of orion oh the uh, mm. uh cyberman story it's always fun when they do that too like uh, uh like the paul cornell story human nature yep Yep, got turned into an actual episode. Uh, Dalek, I want to say. Oh, really? Yeah, that was a big finished one, but that got oh. it got changed quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I just remember the the novel Human Nature was about the seventh Doctor, right? And then it got turned into a tenth Doctor episode. Yeah, two episodes, whatever. This, the um, regeneration here is very interesting because it's got a lot of you know on the nose Frankenstein stuff. Yeah. He's, he's just watching Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but it's also very like. Jesus-y? Yeah. <laughs> and there's 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 a lot of Christ-like imagery in this. You see him wearing a literal crown of thorns at the end yeah. of the movie. It's um again, that's it's a very American thing to do. Like, yeah. It's uh, yeah. And I mean there's there's you've seen some of that in that imagery in the show mm-hmm. before and and since. Thinking of the uh, Titanic episode. Oh, yeah. With, uh, with, with the, the angels. angels. I, that was more of a joke. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, it's um there's there's um a lot of the sort of oh my god <laughs> sort of godlike nature to Doctor Who. Yeah. I remember I, I read I read an essay about that a while ago back when the Tenet era was really at its prime yeah. uh, about how you know he, he's like a, a godlike figure because he he wants to be human and is so like set apart from us, but he, yeah. he, it makes him love humanity even more and. Mm. I like the yeah. cut between there. <laughs> yeah, uh, religion and Doctor Who are two things that, like, I feel like should always be kept at an arm's length a bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't mind the, uh, the uh, what's the word, the illusion, mm-hmm. you know, like, of him being, like, a Christ-like figure or whatever. But at the same time, like, Doctor Who is all about reason and... Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, 
uh, knowledge, mm-hmm. which are two like opposing viewpoints to religion. <laughs> I mean, the faith and trust; those are yeah. those are the opposite, you know. And uh, and I mean, obviously, you can't you can't really can't really address humanity without discussing our beliefs. Mm-hmm. So I get that, but I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like this is maybe a little too far. In, in yeah, the, it's very on the nose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I always like the doctor when he's the compassionate outsider. Yes. Like he, uh, he sees us and like tries to uh, understand our beliefs, but he doesn't really mm-hmm. believe. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot of that in McGann's interpretation yeah. of the doctor. He, he's, he's always been seen as a very compassionate sort of, sort of person. He's very, you know, uh, he's, he's very cheerful and outgoing. A yeah. lot of that kind of drops away in the, in the later, in the audio stuff. Yeah. He's not quite as chipper. But um, he has he has a lot after, of that. after Tamsin, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's a lot of his uh, sort of you know. Uh, oh yeah, there's a great line later in the movie about like, oh I love humans. They're oh yeah, seeing, always seeing always coincidences. I was literally just gonna say that. Yeah. <laughs> always seeing coincidences with our Arnon. Yeah. yeah there's, there's all that jizz just dripping out of his mouth. <laughs> in, the master. Yep. Intercut there. Another big Christ-like moment. And I also love the. I mean. The master originated in the third Doctor, right? Yes. But he had kind of been seen before. But is is the monk canonically the master or not? No, no. The, the Mad Monk's a different character. Okay. Oh, yeah, because he shows up in an Eighth Doctor story. Yep. But who isn't? Wasn't there another character that was that was like? Oh, there's pseudo canonically the master. There was somebody in War Games. Okay, that's who I'm thinking of. Um, but yeah, I I, I think. Officially, no. Oh, there's the there's a fourth Doctor's yeah, card. There is a reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I'll try this. No, that's for losers. That's for <laughs> British idiots. <laughs> that, that was uh, another story I'd read about. We're the American. Making, about the making of this is the one of the the big fights they had to have to get the to get the movie made like this is that it was like one of those absolutely, you know, he is going to regenerate from Sylvester McCoy, or yeah. I swear to God, I will burn this place down. <laughs> yeah. Because the studio said, well, everybody knows the fourth Doctor. Why doesn't yeah. he just regenerate from Tom Baker? We'll bring yeah. back Tom Baker. <laughs> and and he's like, you don't understand this property at all. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> There's the... Uh... Wild Bill Hickok. Yeah. Which, I mean, it doesn't look like Wild Bill no. <laughs> at all. It's like a green velvet coat. Yeah. And the funny thing is, like, if this was actually a Halloween costume, mm-hmm. that would be made out of, like, flimsy, stupid material. <laughs> exactly. You, know, like, you get it fucking uh, Halloween Express or whatever it's called. Mm. Spirit Halloween. My headcanon is this actually is a, a cheap Halloween costume. Yeah. But he likes it so much at the end of the movie he finds the, the, the TARDIS closet. Oh, yeah. Which is, you know... Makes his own. Yeah, <laughs> so big. He already owns the individual pieces. Yeah. That, that that's sense. my story. I like how, you know, they give him that costume, and it, it works well enough for this. It's, it's fine. But it's just, like, it looks kind of... It looks very, like, American idea of what a stuffy British person would wear. Right. And I love the way they've redesigned that when they brought him back yes. for Night of the Doctor. Yeah. Because the... the the components are the same, mm-hmm. but it looks different. It looks more weathered. It looks more just utilitarian. Real world. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And because that's another, I guess technically he's only had two on screen canon appearances. That's right. Because of this. And then uh, during the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who, they did a, a couple of shorts that I guess set up the new story. 
mm. with the war doctor and all that. And right. they uh, they brought back Paul McGann for a regeneration scene. Which I remember getting a text from you. Yes. <laughs> At said, like, it was like 6.30 in the morning. Oh, yeah. And you were just like, oh, my God. Oh my God! Yes. Go to YouTube. Oh I, I, I told you. I told you to go to YouTube. Type in "Night of the Doctor." Mm -hmm. Do not look at anything. <laughs> Just click the video as soon as you could and watch it. Oh, here we go. Here, here's oh the yeah, line. here's the line. I, I know I'm at a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way his mouth—it like he looks like a little kid that thinks he's being really funny. Oh yeah, like like at that age when everybody's doing a Jim Carrey impression. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the the crew is probably just off camera being like, "Oh, that was hilarious! That was, that was great. This is gonna age well." Yeah, that, that you know what? In one, let's not even try another one. Um, so speaking of Ned of the Doctor, this my my two other reference books I brought are from the Black Archive, which is a subsection of Obverse Books. They do a lot of like fan stuff, and I have the one uh, number twenty five is all about the Doctor Who TV movie by Mr. Paul Driscoll. Nice. And the 49th one is all about the Night of the Doctor by oh, cool. James Cordray Smith. So these are very cool. Let me see the Night of the Doctor one. Yeah. Give me that. Give me that. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it's um, very, very interesting stuff with that, with a lot of the history and a lot of, like, fan interpretations and what it means for the broader yeah. context. So there's a big chunk in the in the Night of the Doctor book talking about, like, how do you even define a Doctor Who story? Is the appearance on Blue Peter considered a story? Yeah. Is the entire serial a story, or is an individual episode a story? Is, is Night of the Doctor even considered an episode? Yeah. It's a mini-sode. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Who the, who the fuck cares? Yeah. I don't care yeah, how you define no, it's, it. It's all, it's, it's all Doctor Who. Um, because then you could get deep. I mean, yeah, is a, is a season a story? Mm -hmm. Is an episode a story? Is a scene in an episode? It's all a story. It's, it's all, all story. It's all story. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah, let's burn up that too hard picture. I, I like I like seeing the the X ray. It's yeah. it's it's ones they always talk about the two heart thing. I feel like yeah. it comes up a lot more nowadays yeah, than it exactly. used to. But um, exactly. yeah, no, I don't think that was introduced until like the third, second or third Doctor. It was definitely in for the third Doctor because yeah, yeah he he was at the hospital. I think that's when they introduced it. I think. That's, I or maybe it was mentioned. It, it may have been mentioned, but that was definitely because I, I think they had the X ray in that that yeah. episode too. That was the. Not the that's what you see is tattoos. That's right. It's Spearhead from Space. Spearhead from Space. That's the right. The first Auton story. That's right. I remember uh, uh, during the 50th anniversary on like Comcast, they just had a shitload of interviews and specials and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I remember uh, a special where they interviewed John Barrowman because he talked about watching uh, Spearhead from Space mm -hmm. and seeing all of the Autons at the end like break out of the department stores oh, and shit. Oh, yeah. And he said that fucking scarred him. He said he had to watch it from behind, behind the, the sofa, the sofa yeah. peeking over it. And he said that from then on, every time he'd go out with his mom, whenever they'd pass a, a uh, mannequin, he'd have to like cover his eyes and <laughs> look down. <laughs> oh, that's great. I remember he also talked about the whole uh, when when James Jamie Jamie McCrimmon, yeah, yeah, because he, he still has a <laughs> yeah. Scottish accent. Mom, there's a Scotsman on Doctor Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, the, the whole behind the sofa thing is, is a very uh, Doctor Who concept in in mm -hmm. the UK because that's there, there's you know a whole generation of uh, British folk who watch TV. And remember distinctly hiding in terror from the Daleks behind yeah. their sofa. And so that's the whole, uh, you know, be hiding behind the sofa has kind of become like a, a Doctor Who thing. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> There's that bass that I was talking about. Oh, yeah. I, I hope that's coming through. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear this, but my idiot fucking neighbor <laughs> is blaring music at nine in the morning um, because she's just a really cool person. <laughs> 
and I really want to be friends with her. Hey, I like this song. Quiet. Yeah. I want, I want to listen. <laughs> I really like the part in this song where it goes... <laughs> <laughs> and makes my floor shake. <laughs> so here is the... Uh, I suppose this is a meat cute? Yeah, sure. Um... He's already like Ford Explorer, whatever that is. Yeah, he's already technically met her, but oh yeah, this part I think is great. Where he oh, like, pulls the shit yeah, out of yeah, his chest, digs it out of his own body. Yeah, yeah. and you get all the all the the energy and everything that that McGann has. He's he's just he's dialed up to eleven in yeah. like every scene of this movie. Some good body horror there. That is. I have two hearts. <laughs> oh, I love the part too. Like it comes, I guess it's later, but when they had to redub because oh, the right. director <laughs> fucked up the number of, <laughs> he didn't realize, you know, 12 regenerations means 13 lives. Right. <laughs> oh, it's a Range Rover. I thought oh, that was a Ford Explorer. Fancy. Look at this guy. Look at that fat piece of shit. Just, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> very, yeah, very uh, Andy Griffith. Yeah. And there's the Terminator. Yeah, yeah, so yeah Terminator was very big when this yeah. movie was being filmed. I had a bad night. This is totally just like that scene. The mm. I'll be back. Yeah. The Dude, Asian I can... Asian child. I can actually tell what this song is. Oh, really? It's Billie Jean. Who, who just blasts Billie Jean? Idiots. Oh, man, there's some more body horror. Yeah. Forgot. That was supposed to be more of a thing. It was just with between time and budget, like... He was supposed to be like a teary, yeah, yeah. Because because he, he's he's technically dead. Yeah. He's like a zombie or whatever. This and it, and it's just you know, <laughs> burning through the bodies, yeah. which, which was another thing when the previous uh, the Asian uh, child. When previous uh, uh, stories with the master, when he would steal somebody's body, and then it'd be a whole thing like that happened on Traken when he took Nissa's dad's body mm-hmm. and the Anthony Ainsley master. Yeah, and that was a whole thing about like how to keep that version of himself alive because you know it's just just the master's too cool you yeah. know people can't handle it i remember the story about so the first master was peter delgado is that his name peter oh something delgado i was gonna say hector delgado but that is shipwreck from gi joe <laughs> hector delgado hector delgado <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to say it's Peter. <laughs> uh, Roger Delgado. Roger Delgado, yes. Roger Delgado. So he was the original master. And didn't, uh, didn't, uh, fuck, what's his name? The third doctor. What the goddamn name? Uh, the actor. Oh, God oh, um. John Pertwee. Yes. Didn't he leave the show because of Roger Delgado's death? Yeah, Delgado. Because they uh, were like great friends. They, they, they were really good friends. And yeah, after after he died, I think they, he did one more season. Yeah. And then he was, yeah. I just remember a quote from him saying like, it's just not fun. Like, I yeah. lost my friend. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Which is yeah, very understandable. Yeah. And that's just like, I, I kind of, there's, you know, obviously there's some serious tragedy there because mm-hmm. he lost, they were, Clearly, good friends, and when he died, like you know, like he said, it just wasn't fun. But there's something kind of like beautiful about that yeah. of those two friends, like just making historic television together, mm-hmm. especially <laughs> as as enemies. Too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I love that that they could channel that into such a great, uh, uh, you know, back and forth. Mm. Yeah, there's yeah, he's at the, yeah, I think the anesthetic. Oh, that's, that's right. With the regeneration, there it is. I'm gonna get a syringe. 
<laughs> Which, yeah, this is a huge dangling plot thread. She takes a, a syringe of his blood. 13 lives. Yep, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Takes a syringe of his blood and uh, x-rays of him and all this all this uh, biological information about a Time Lord. And then just, like, leaves. <laughs> yeah. And that actually comes up in one of the, the Doctor Who monthly stories. He oh, comes, really? He comes back years later and and she's working for unit i think oh that's for cool. somebody and it was like trying to like clone a time lord and it turns into a whole monster thing and, and she's just like how you came you showed up on my like in, you know at my work you have all this information about me you tell me that you're half human you leave me with your blood and tell me i'm going to do great things <laughs> what it was i supposed to yeah. think and it was like once it's never really you know explains in that story uh but like that's all very good points yeah i think <laughs> that would have been great to bring her back as like a unit scientist who like you assume like you know she knows the doctor she's gonna be a sidekick or whatever and then have her come back as a villain like that, oh, that, that would have be been great. great yeah oh there's a tardis key yeah very different from every other tardis key which thought, just looks like a key i thought one of the old ones had a tardis key similar to that i think you know Pertwee might have. I swear I saw it's, another... It's shaped like that, but it doesn't look quite the same. Um, oh, so it's a yeah. good design. Yeah. And here's the whole... Uh, yeah, it's bigger on the inside. Yeah. Gotta have somebody see the call box and then mm-hmm. go inside and get freaked out. I love how there's... It's just the threshold. It's, it's completely yeah. different. Yeah. How the doors always look different between the inside and outside. Yeah, and I like in, in the, the, the new show, especially how they have that, where yeah. it's... It just, you know, at the same door, but this one, it's very different. Yeah, since, uh, since the ninth Doctor, you've mm-hmm. seen the same doors. But I, because I always assumed there was, like, an entryway. Right, Like, yeah. you go in one door, and then you have to, you know, like, it's like an airlock or whatever, and then yeah, you go in yeah. the next set of doors. But you never see that, so right. that's just a, a headcanon Yeah, if it's fan, not on so. screen, it's not real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, this was the scene where there was originally supposed to be a, a Dalek uh, plunger. Isn't this in this scene? Oh, just hanging out around? No, the, he, uh... uh he originally, let me see if I can find a picture of it. He originally, the master goes over to this giant, like, drawer, like, wall of drawers. Mm-hmm. And he was going to open one and pull out a Dalek plunger. <laughs> as and he's then, just talking. And then, like, people, like, they realize people might not get that reference and just think he has a wall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe. There's <laughs> um, the, uh, the, the hypnosis yeah. famous for the master. Dalek plunger Eric, Eric Roberts. Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good Google <laughs> I wonder, wonder what watch list that's going to put me on. <laughs> Just the weirdest porn you can uh, imagine. Doctor Who movie deleted scene. There's naked Alec Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of Avengers stuff. Yeah. I how come? <laughs> just I guess deleted scene. Just yeah. Uh, Dalek, maybe. I know I've seen this image. There's, there wasn't a lot cut from this movie, yeah. as I recall. Oh, for fuck's sake! I'm not getting anywhere. Uh, it doesn't matter. But um, was this? Oh yeah, I was gonna say why is it Christmas lights? But yeah, it's because uh, it's New Year. Yep. It's just clearly filmed in the fall in uh in vancouver yeah <laughs> late september vancouver nights like his orthopedic shoes that he puts on. <laughs> although i guess we're 40 minutes into it and he just got a pair of shoes yeah. so <laughs> there we go yeah. yeah which which oh yeah her ex brian yeah piece of shit brian yeah <laughs> love that 
bastard. How's my blood? I love his uh, the microscope on microscope. Right there. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just having a good time. Yeah. Out of focus, just mm-hmm. walking around in the background. <laughs> he's having fun. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Oh, I think. Oh yeah, so so this is the, they're all trying to trying to jog the memory, and I, I I think we missed one of my favorite exchanges they have where oh yeah where she says like oh it's like maybe you have amnesia she says oh I don't know I can't remember yeah and then like waits a moment and then smiles <laughs> like, like one of those like this is a bad <laughs> joke yeah <laughs> wait for it yeah oh and here's the 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 description he has of of uh, Gallifrey's something that's. Fourth Doctor had said? Yeah. And doesn't uh, the Tenth Doctor repeat it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, there's the wall. Oh, yeah, this is it. It was this scene right here. He bring, mm-hmm. he originally opens it up and pulls out a plunger and throws it away or something. <laughs> I like uh, his, like, upturned collar there. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like he's trying to mimic the Time Lord outfit. Yeah, very he reminiscent. Then, <laughs> he then puts on later. God damn it! I know what's in there! Um... You still trying to find that? Yes. Uh, so Eric Roberts is the master. Like like we said, he played it in this, and then he came back. Was it last year, two years ago, when I, he started I think, I think again? Maybe two years ago, recorded it. Yeah, but yeah it was. Yeah, he did. It was a box set of three stories, and then he also appeared in I think another three because mm-hmm. they did a couple uh, multi master team ups. Gotcha. Multi master team. That's right. Yeah. Because uh, they got a uh, they got Missy doing some uh-huh. stuff over there now, and they they've had. Um, oh, is, I don't know if it's Ainsley or one of the other guys doing stuff for them for Derek years. Jacoby. Yeah, Jacoby's been doing the, the War Master stuff. Yeah, which is funny because that's a, like a version of the Master that was supposed to be hidden. You know, like they didn't know he was the Master. Yeah, and he's only in one episode, and then now he's been in like a million Big Finish things. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's, I've, I've got the impression in the the episode that it was like that was whenever he's been in that body, he's been in hiding. Yeah, but apparently not. <laughs> Yeah, no, he uh, did the fob watch later. Yeah. Um, So Eric Roberts uh, recently has been a spokesperson for American (laughs) Standard Walk-In Tubs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And what was this, a year ago? A year and a half ago? last year, I want to say. I was at my parents' house because, I mean, you know, I'm a a millennial. I don't have cable. (laughs) I have Netflix and uh, fucking... Uh, Hulu and all that shit. So I don't. Whoever will give you a password. Exactly. So I don't see commercials anymore. Oh, there's the Eye of Harmony, which is weird. Yeah, that, the, clo- <laughs> the cloister room is another yeah. giant set. Um, so I uh, I don't have any of that, so I don't I don't watch commercials anymore. <laughs> and I was at my parents' house and saw an ad for uh, American Standard tubs featuring Eric Roberts. This was last Thanksgiving. <laughs> And I remember texting you and being like, hey, Eric Roberts is in these commercials. And every time I see him now, I just think of the master. So mm. this is clearly the master trying to sell tubs to humans. It's a, it's a diabolical plot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we kind of joked about this little uh, uh, plot of the masters back and forth for a little bit. And then I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then for Christmas... I then uh, uh, get a cameo video from from Eric Roberts <laughs> explaining the master's actual evil plan yeah. with American standard subs. <laughs> well, what's so great too is that it's 
he's he's laughing the whole time. <laughs> yeah. He said he's had to try recording this a few times because he keeps he keeps laughing, <laughs> losing it. Because I I I, I had asked in the request if he could record it in character mm-hmm. as the master, but if not, no big deal. I understand. <laughs> and so he he gives a little introduction as himself, Eric Roberts, and then he pulls, throws yeah, a blanket. Pulls a blanket around him. <laughs> <laughs> and gets deep into character for oh, his like thirty second little goof. Oh my god, it was so much fun. Yeah, and it's it's it so much fun because you knew he was having so. Yeah, much exactly. Fun. It was great. And I just I love the idea of because I mean I, I've met celebrities before and celebrities meet you know millions of people. Yeah. And I, I just love the idea of him being caught off guard by something he'd never heard before. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> inevitably, almost every almost every interaction with fans are the same. You know, yeah. it's, it's either having to answer some dumb fucking question that they don't know. Like, mm-hmm. why did the writers do this? Like, I read the lines, idiot. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> or it's just like, you're so great. I love you in this. I love you in that. I love you in this. <laughs> I'm the only show the seventh doctor. Yep. The, the plan was to show more and. Just, I think it was just one of those. They thought it would yeah. be more confusing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm sure to most people it would be. Yeah. <laughs> it is with the Jelly Babies. Uh-huh. Funny Jelly Baby story. I went to the Doctor Who experience uh-huh. in, in Cardiff when they still had that going. And I actually bought a, a big bag of Jelly Babies. And I got the, the, the candy shop, like the, the sweet shop white plastic oh, bag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thingy. The paper bag. Yeah, the paper bag, yeah. And so that was when I was walking into it. And it was, you know, like families with kids and everything like that and i just quietly like in the elevator like quietly pulled out the bag of jelly babies and opened it up and started eating and all the grown-ups saw it and they're like, they're like oh this guy knows what's going on so I had, to, I had to pass around the bag jelly baby yep and that was that's where i saw the the filming costume oh yeah uh, that was there right. along with a lot, a lot of cool shit that was that was really fun because Jelly Baby is originally a fourth Doctor thing. Yep, there's fourth Doctor, and then it's popped up once or twice since then. Yeah. Always as a callback to yeah. that. Because that's, that's, you know, at least until the the new series, that's, you know, fourth Doctor was like yeah, exactly. the, the Doctor. Because of PBS yeah. in the U.S., people just know the fourth Doctor. Yeah, the definitive article, yes. one might say. Yes. <laughs> as it were. <laughs> and, I mean, realistically, if you look at... The amount of fucking episodes Tom oh. Baker's been... Mm-hmm. I mean, my collection over there, that's mm-hmm. mostly classic Doctor shit. Mm-hmm. And that's, I like, three quarters <laughs> is Tom Baker. Because <laughs> well, he did seven yeah. series. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Can you imagine any modern Doctor doing seven seasons? No. <laughs> no. It's, it's, it's standards about three now. Yeah, I, probably. I would say overall. That's Which, that's funny. another thing, this is kind of good timing, because literally two days ago, oh, yeah. there was the big announcement that Doctor Who's getting a new showrunner. The old showrunner. Yeah, the <laughs> new showrunner, same as the old show. The once and future showrunner, uh, Russell T. Davies, is coming back for this series, uh, for its 60th anniversary. Yeah. Which is, they, they, they did such a great job with the 50th. Yeah. I gotta say, they, they, they really bungled a lot of previous ones, yeah. but uh, 50th, I, th- I thought they did a great job with, so... 60, very excited to see what they do with that. I rewatched the 50th special last, oh, so last November. Yeah, it's just, it's fun fan service, but mm. also really, uh, really Doctor Who. It feels like Doctor Who. Yeah, and I, I like how it's, it's you know, um, oh, what's his, what's his name? Not Merchant. What's the McGann? Uh, or no, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, well, I know who you're talking about. Oh, wait, this is, one of my, this is my favorite line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right here. When, uh, da, 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 yeah. say it. Yeah. Let me in. Have a cup of tea. Talk about this reasonably. 
say it. I thought you were a doctor. I thought you were a doctor! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Moffat, by the yeah, way. Moffitt, yeah, Moffat, uh, yeah. So Stephen Moffat. It's, he, it's, he does his tiny whiny thing in that one, yeah. but it's not like overly so. Mm-hmm. There are some of those style episodes where you're like, what is even happening? Yeah, right exactly. Now? And and that one, is like, it's, it's a fun little spice yeah. to add in there. It's not like getting in the way of the story. I like McGann, or McGann, fuck me, Moffat, Jesus. <laughs> I like Moffat as a writer. I mm-hmm. really don't like him as a showrunner. <laughs> yeah. Because he's, like, his uh, his Captain Jack story, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like the introductory World War II episode. Yeah. Well, that was a really, uh, Doctor Dances, is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, yeah, Doctor Dances. Em- empty, empty Child in the Doctor, yeah. yeah. So that one, like, was a fun, like, you know, at the end of it, he's like, everybody lives. Yeah. And that's every story since then. Right. He refuses to let anyone die. He, uh, everything has to be open-ended. Mm-hmm. No one can have any tragedy. Mm-hmm. He'll kill off characters and then cut back to show that they didn't die yeah. within the episode. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Amy and Rory got, like, yeah. four farewell yes. episodes. Yes. Yeah. I remember the biggest noticeable one to me was uh, Maisie Williams' character. Oh, yeah. Who has a very self-contained story, mm-hmm. gets killed off, and is then brought back to be, like... Dr. Junior. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, ah, don't. That's fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. Oh, the gravitas here. Yeah. Grace, Grace. I just lost 20 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. In 20 minutes. I also love how she just watched him walk through a plate glass yeah. window and she's still like, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is bullshit. I don't believe you. These were uh, real uh, newscasters oh, from funny. Vancouver. I love it when they do that. Yeah. Somebody pointed out just the other day on Twitter, like, just noticed that this, this is the same newscaster in, like, five or six different Marvel movies. Oh, really? Across different, uh, like, media. Because, like, well, that guy's a real newscaster. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, always seeing patterns of things. Yeah. There. There. That's, that's the thing, yeah. Won't you? Well, naturally. Uh, you say, well, is he getting the big clock start? <laughs> Using the news as an exposition machine. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing about the clock. Like, yeah. that was a casual conversation, but now they have cutaways. <laughs> yeah. That's just news banter. Yeah, the, the news is just ready thing, for yeah. it. <laughs> the atomic clock. It's the most accurate atomic clock in the world. What was that? Dun, dun, dun. Hello there. <laughs> What's the Berlian Sphere from? Oh, that's from Galaxy Quest, right? Berlian yes. Sphere? Yeah, Berlian Sphere. That's, that powers this ship. Yeah. The 90s was a big time for Berlian. Yeah. <laughs> I, I own stock in Berlian. Yeah. Man. Was it Through discovered the in the 90s or something? <laughs> <laughs> he has a great line. Uh, the Master has a great line in the ambulance. Oh, this, this whole ambulance scene yeah. is amazing. Just the interactions between everybody. And just the look on Eric Roman's <laughs> face <laughs> the whole time. When they like, they know that they know each other, and right. the doctor doesn't know how they know, and right. they're both like tensely staring at each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, still... <laughs> Harmony. <laughs> That's one thing uh, that the retcon. You like to be the doctor? You know, Freud had a name. For Transference. That. I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Eye of Harmony, I that's one of the retcons in the new series that I really liked. I, li- I liked the redesign, like the Eye of Harmony, you know, like the Dying Sun or whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, in this, like, there's something about it in this that just doesn't work for me. <laughs> yeah, but 
before the CIA of Harmony was like the main central hub on yeah. on Gallifrey. Yeah, yeah. That's and right. now it's that it's in the TARDIS. Which I mean, it could be you know this is his receiver. Yeah, exactly. Or something like that. There's like been there's been plenty of retcons and discussions about that. Like, no, it's yeah. actually that it wasn't the actual eye. That was just his access point to it or something. Yeah, and there he just spits jizzed his all over her. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Amorphin stuff, yeah. right? Come on, read between the lines. There was <laughs> I had quotation marks. Yeah. <laughs> this is clearly a show all about the dangers of excessive. Uh, Ejaculation. <laughs> He's just wiping it off. I got it off, right? <laughs> so um, you were talking about Eric Roberts' relationship with this. It's it's really interesting because it's one of those roles where it's depending on which interview at what time he would have wildly different things to say about yeah. this. He would either say, you know, he 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 loved doing it. He he spent time in the UK. Was familiar with the characters, and this yeah. was. Something I was want to do. And then other times saying, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. The director was an idiot. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, you know, other times saying, you know, it's it's uh, one of my favorite things I saw him say about it was that it was uh, not so much like playing a character so much as dressing up for Halloween. Yeah. And that's, he definitely has that energy. Yeah. I love this part too, but the doctor stealing the cop's gun so that he can take himself hostage. Yeah. It's, it's a very doctor thing to do. Yeah, totally. <laughs> The whole holding back death thing is this whole because that's it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's again something else from a from a previous thing. So originally, what was supposed to happen was the master was supposed to be resur- like bringing back the dead. Uh, like, oh yeah, yeah. So it was like the dead would be rising to take over the earth or you know to destroy everything, and he was going to try to control them or whatever. Um, and so that was going to be the whole thing about. Grace had wanted to become a doctor because her mother had died at, at a pivotal time in her life. And so this, this is the whole thing about, you know, she became a doctor to try to hold back death. And then she's seeing that's what the doctor is doing. And so it's, I think at one point, um, the master was going to use like uh, a vision of the mother to influence her oh, or yeah. something. It's like Masters of the Universe. Yeah, exactly. Like Masters of the Universe. Like, yeah, uh, Courtney Cox. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and Chris Pine's mom. Yeah. yeah. Um. Here's a here's another Terminator too. Yeah, totally. I was just thinking that when they got on the motorcycle. Yeah. T one thousand. Um. Yeah, I don't like the zombie thing. Holding back. I, I don't know. I feel like that wouldn't work. Yeah. It's it's. Um. I don't know. I think it could have. I don't know if it would have worked in this sort of a story yeah. though. Um, I mean, anything has the potential to work, I mm-hmm. guess, but it just. I don't know. Well, instead of just there, there's a lot of stuff that's kind of dangling. It was it, the fact when they could get this made, yeah. it was kind of like okay, let's let's jump on this and do this before they can say anything. Yeah. So they had like a script that had been cobbled together from multiple drafts. Um, so a lot of stuff I, I don't think necessarily clicks right. Well, and this also is a pilot. Yes, they're looking for to set up things that then pay off later. Right. And it's a really, it's an interesting idea to create the master as the villain mm. and then kill him off. Mm. Because, I mean, this is a character that's already written to be recast. <laughs> yes. So it's one of those, that, like, yeah, if, if we can get Roberts back, great. Mm. If not, fuck it. We'll you know, give it to any Joe Schmo that's, mm-hmm. that's a, a big, like a C-list actor that we can throw in to give some clout this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a great, it's a role that's created for the celebrity guest star. Yes, 
Yeah, and there's there's a lot of that sort of sort of vibe in this, and uh, where it could be taking place anywhere at any time. But because this is the late '90s, they're going to try to do a whole um, I don't know X Files thing with it. Yeah. It's probably mostly going to be set in the modern day, and I don't know. It's, I really don't know where they are planning on going with it as as a series. I know McGann had said that he'd had talks with with um, the the producers and everything, and that they were planning on doing like a wide range of stories, some that get super sci-fi and some that would be like very human level drama and some that would be like just complete, you know, funny ones. And, um, I don't know. It was, it was, there's that, but there's also the original plan before this, when it was going to be more of a reboot, they were going to just basically remake previous episodes with the new doctor. There's in this regeneration book, they actually have the, the, the treatment, uh, for, one of the stories, which was going to be remaking the Gunfighters, the first mm-hmm. Doctor episode, yeah, yeah. Um, William Hartnell in a cowboy hat, yeah, that fucking <laughs> okay song girl. that just keeps coming back. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's, it's really not sure like what exactly they were planning on doing with it. I remember the stoic, uh, mm. the stoic security guard here. Yeah. When he comes back at the on the year two thousand, that's uh, right. Yeah. The fucking New Year's Eve yeah. uh, scene. <laughs> yeah, so here we are, getting our way to the beryllium clock. The beryllium sphere, Brian. Yes, the beryllium sphere clock. Are those the miners? <laughs> oh, yeah, they're gonna be like three. Four <laughs> I was just reading that Tony Shalhoub, apparently when he got the script, the character like had no direction whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's just like literally just say the lines. So he just decided it'd be funny if he was stoned all the time. Oh, I, I love it. He's, he's so just disconnected. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, guys, the, uh, they're, they're saying the engine's like, uh, can't take it. So, FYI. <laughs> I just love when he gets off, like when they all get rocketed onto the ship. Yeah. And he steps out and he's like, huh, the hell of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> As everyone else is just like freaking out. <laughs> well, this guy's almost dressed like a doctor. Yeah. I bet he auditioned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he is, uh, you know, like a, probably an actor who has done a few, maybe had a few bit parts in shows, maybe a couple movies. Mm-hmm. He's really popular in the Toronto theater scene. <laughs> Well, he played a cadaver on Prime Suspect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, got the got the call like, "Oh, Doctor Who's going to be filming here." What? <laughs> I'm I've got an audition. <laughs> like, yeah, no, you could play uh, you know scientist number four who the Doctor interacts with for five minutes. Like, I'll take it. <laughs> Speaking lines. So. Yeah, and he tells his family, "Yes, I'm going to be the new Doctor Who." <laughs> yeah, is this where he said the uh, he's a. Uh, uh, so he's half human on his mother's side. Mm-hmm. That's right. Which I assume would have gone been gone into, and if this went to series, uh, have you ever read like the sequel novel to this that like explains that? Uh, I think so. That was in the New Adventures era, I want to say, because yeah, they did the they did the novelization, and they did yeah. the eight the eight Doctors, and then then I think it went to Vampire Science, which was a brilliant book that's seriously one of my favorite doctor who books um but yeah i, I don't remember which one they went into that on yeah there I, I just remember reading about it a few years ago there was one specific novel that 
um, God damn it, that specifically like it, like is set right after he mm-hmm. takes off in the TARDIS at the end of this. Oh, there's Jelly Baby. Yeah. Oh, and this doctor's big on spoilers. He just goes around telling yeah, yeah. everybody. He just told him like what answers to pick on a test. Hey, guess what? You're gonna die in fire. So easy books. The book was actually published prior to the conclusion of the version's contract. The Eight Doctors was the one. The Eight Doctors is the one that yeah. Yeah, may have been the one. Standalone. There's Adventures Randall. 2005 was discontinued. Oh, he jizzed all over those guys. Yeah, just coded. Yeah. Look at that. It's a regular party over here. Yeah, so this one, immediately after the events of the TV film, yeah, Dr. Right. is reading The Time Machine. Yeah. <laughs> Checks in the eye, in the eye of Harmony in his TARDIS. Falls into the final trap set by the Master. Oh, no! And apparently in this, they, like, clear up the whole mother mm. mother thing. Yeah, you'd have to, I guess. Yeah, this one introduced uh, Sam Jones was a really fun companion oh. in there. Yeah, and it's, it's the book after that. Uh, vampire science if you can find it which you yeah. can't find any of these books but yeah, exactly yeah that one is amazing just like i, I want to look up on amazon how much this dvd is going for right now this is only a 10 year old dvd say, yeah, this was this was the special edition they did yeah. not that long ago it came out it came out in i think 2010 you and i were living together when this mm-hmm. came out because yep. i remember going to barnes noble and buying it and i think you got a copy too yep, i got a copy I, I got a copy of the the english release yeah yeah i remember you burned me a copy of it before this came out because mm-hmm. i had just started watching the the new series yeah, how did you uh, how did you go about getting into Doctor Who? Uh, you. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, we've had you, you know that. Oh no, it's, it's, it's I feel like I don't know if that's something you've talked about. Oh no, I mean I I started. There's a microphone it. right here. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. Are we recording? That's <laughs> uh, fifty bucks. It's down a bit. That's it used to be a lot more than that. Thirteen on Blu-ray. Yeah, but I don't oh, think it's, it's the American yeah, they just version. Oh, it up. That's right. It's and it's British anyway. Oh yeah, I love that cover though. Won't work on this. Yeah, it is a great cover. Um. Anyway, so this was, what, 2009 or so? Mm. I had just gotten Netflix. Oh, yeah. And I remember being like, you can fucking stream movies. This is nuts. They don't send you the disc and, in the mail anymore. Oh, no, they still did, because oh, that's yeah. I was doing that, too. <laughs> but uh, you would talk about, oh, yeah, Doctor Who, man. I'm like, yeah, I remember when it started. Uh, when it started back on Sci-Fi Channel. Mm. And I l- was living in Bozeman. I remember seeing commercials for it. I'm like, yeah, I like Chris Eccleston, but I don't really care. And you're like, no, it's a good. You should start. So mm. I remember watching it, and... Uh, I remember the first season. I fucking loved Chris Eccleston. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of my favorite doctors. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I remember being like, I, it just feels too TV ish. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like it. I like it overall. But like I remember the score being really cheesy. Yeah. And there's there's certain things that just didn't click with me. And you're like, keep watching. Yeah. <laughs> and then in season two, when uh, 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 Tenet takes over, like. It gets more cinematic. The mm-hmm. score feels like really orchestral and big. Yeah. I'm like, oh, all right. All right, here we go. <laughs> and then I got into Torchwood and mm-hmm. I, I like watched, I looked up the timeline of the series oh, so yeah. I could watch it perfectly. Oh, nice. <laughs> and uh, watched uh, Sarah Jane Adventures mm-hmm. also and the big team up with all of them. Oh, that was great. Yeah, that, that was a really good era for Doctor Who. Yeah. And so then when, when, Matt Smith took over. I was watching that new with you. Right. So we live together. We download it and we'll watch it the day after. <laughs> yeah, download it, put it on a thumb drive, take it out to the yeah, uh, <laughs> the TV big TV. Career. I remember uh, Thanksgiving that year watching Vampires in Venice. Yeah, 
yeah. with you. We watched that, and I think we watched Smallville, the That's like right. the new episodes of Smallville. Mm. I think it was a Deadshot episode. <laughs> <laughs> and you made mashed potatoes. <laughs> I, I was your, your Yonto yeah. at that time. Yeah. And I think we also got we got Jack in the Box and <laughs> ate mashed potatoes for Thanksgiving that year. <laughs> it's a good, good time. Yeah. I love the... Uh, the, the view screen yeah, in this TARDIS is just the, the ceiling. ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Everything's going to blow up. I like the... Uh, th- this is where you start seeing that, you know, uh, Grace has become infected by the Masterages. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's nice because it's like you, you can see that, like, her, her skin is paler. She has, like, bags under her eyes. Yeah. But you can't tell if it's just the lighting. Yeah. Like, it's it's probably not intentional. But she's been up well for 24 done. hours. Yeah. <laughs> mad dash to film this before people realize that they are and try to shut it down you're doing what <laughs> on fox yeah <laughs> um so then i i watched this movie around that same time because mm-hmm. i mean that i still lived in walla walla then and i was going to be moving here and i remember you sent me in the mail a uh a booklet of like real estate, like a real estate booklet of oh, yeah. fucking <laughs> apartment listings, and inside of it was a disc of this movie. Oh yeah, like a burned disc that I think I still have right over here because I've got a, I've got all the audio dramas that you burned me also. Mm-hmm. So. Because I don't know why I'm talking because uh, you can't hear me over there. <laughs> <laughs> when I moved here, you burned me a bunch of audio dramas that I didn't listen to. Oh, damn it, wrong one. These are just DVDs. Way to go. It's underneath that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the uh, big finish stuff is is great. Yeah, the first... was that Must have been the uh, Lucy Miller era. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, Sheridan Smith. Yes. Uh, Lucy Miller. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, but I, I remember the, the disc that you sent me. You put a note... Uh, you put a note on it that said... Uh, like, I got you to watch my favorite TV show. Now I'm making you move here. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's not in here. Wow, but yeah. you a lot of those. Well, these are over many years. Yeah. That's where Horror of Gla- uh, Gla- Glam Rock was. Yes. And all the way up through uh, Dark Eyes. Wow. Dark Eyes 2. <laughs> wow. But yeah, uh, and I remember because like this... Horror of Glamrock and Scapegoat were the first two that you gave me. So you're like, if you like those, then you'll get the others. Yeah, that's about fair. That's, um... Yeah, uh, Horror, Horror of Glamrock, for those of you not aware, uh, is a play on the horror of Fangrock, yeah. uh, Fourth Doctor, uh, well-beloved series. Is that the one with the, uh... <coughs> the Lighthouse? Yeah, The Lighthouse. Yeah. It's loosely based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Of just uh, light, lighthouse operators that just disappeared because of the Rutan invasion. Yes, yes. It was also because uh, Willem Dafoe and Robert <laughs> Pattinson went crazy. It's because they, they loved each other so much. They fucked a mermaid, I think. Yeah. Or did they fuck the light? I can't remember which. <laughs> Maybe both. <laughs> uh, there, there's uh, Eric Roberts in the full uh, full getup. Yeah, the uh, Gallifreyan mm-hmm. Time Lord outfit. It's so that's such a fucking cheesy look. But for some reason, it works every time it's on screen. Yes. (laughs) The 70s -hmm. to now to Mm -hmm. then, you know, like it's something about that look just works. I don't know why. Yeah. And it's it's where you you start to see a lot more of the detail and like stuff that would probably never 
supposed to be on screen. Yeah. Where the, you know, all the, the little insignias yeah. and the Gallifreyan language and you have all the, uh, uh, the Rassalon seals on everything. Yeah, on yeah. The, like on the buckle or the clips on his yeah on his shoulders. that has got the Rassalon seal. And you said this will never be able to get a true Blu-ray release, right? What do you mean? Didn't oh they filmed uh, it on film? Yeah, but they edited it on VHS Vi- yeah, video. Yeah, and I mean realistically, I'll, like all the old Doctor Who, you can only get it so crisp, you know. Right. Like, <laughs> and Doctor Who is largely why we still have DVDs. Really? Yeah, because the BBC has been pumping out home video, Doctor Who shit, for fucking years, mm-hmm. and fans eat it up. Yeah. And there's, you know, at probably 40 years, what, uh, 35 years, however long the original series ran, mm-hmm. there's that much content yeah. <laughs> that they can re- release and re-release, mm-hmm. and there's no need to make it like HD Blu-ray, right. because... You can't get that high a quality with it. So they've just been doing that over and over. And and because of that, it's created its own, like, market. Huh. Well, because I know the the Beeb has been doing that uh, uh, HD yeah. upgrade. Like, like what they did with the Star Trek, where yeah, they, yeah, they're yeah. fancy up the special effects and whatnot. Which is never really necessary, yeah. but sometimes kind of neat. They've been doing that. But they've been doing that on DVD, too. Uh, hmm. Oh, fuck. The, what's the one with Ark in Space? Oh, yeah. Park in Space. That version of the DVD that I have has those updated special effects. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's the special edition. They'll put mm-hmm. that out every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I like the way that's cut. Mm-hmm. See half his face and half the other guy. She's listening to Billie Eilish. Open now. the eye. Is she? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dang it. Sorry, my <laughs> dumb fuck neighbor... <laughs> If I uh, am not arrested Monday morning for murdering my neighbor, then it will be by the grace of God. <laughs> this is going to be entered into evidence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exhibit A, the podcast. Oh, we're going to have to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was all to get those, li- those listened. Don't forget to like and subscribe, yeah. Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and now he's dead. Not Chang. Mm-hmm. So I can't hear Chang and not think of community now. Okay. Senor Chang. <laughs> I have Changnesia. <laughs> Man, I love that show. I need to rewatch it. I would think of that too. So it's on Netflix now. That's For a right. while it was like split between two different platforms. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking annoying. <laughs> that jizz deep in her, in her mouth. Or was he sucking it out? I, think, I can't I think remember. he sucked it out. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this whole, it has to be powered by a human? Yeah. By some, like, it's... Ooh, why? Yeah, it's, <laughs> a lot of this doesn't really make sense. But, you know, it's also, you know, it's a TV movie from the 90s. Yeah. Eh. It's, uh, this is around the time of Generation X. Oh, uh, but that one is like, you know, rock solid lot yeah. all the way through. No bad creative choices. <laughs> solid acting. I rewatched that not too long ago, probably a year ago. With the commercials? No. Because oh. uh, I have a DVD copy. I used to have a VHS copy with the commercials. Yeah. And it had, because that was part of like Fox's like fucking Mardi Gras programming oh, or something. That's right. And it kept cutting to Howie Long <laughs> at a Mardi Gras parade <laughs> sitting on a motorcycle. Like, I'm Howie Long and you're watching fucking Generation X, guys. Like this. 
he's the best. He's the best thing in the world. You're never going to get better than this. <laughs> yeah, and then you got the uh, the Red Lobster commercial yes. was the best part. Yeah, there's that. a Red Lobster commercial featuring Michael Clark Duncan saying, It's so juicy. <laughs> <laughs> Pinnacle of his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see that Red Lobster commercial and say, That juicy guy's going to go yeah. places. He's going to be kingpin someday. Yeah, that's right. He's going to be fucking Kilowog. <laughs> <laughs> There's sparks. That's always a bad sign. Yeah, you can't. Star Star Trek taught me anything. <laughs> sparks means you need to like jump to the left, mm. while the TV tilts to the right, or the have, screen tilts to the right. Have you seen where the uh, oh yeah where the visual correct it? Yeah. Oh my god, that's so adorable. <laughs> Look at him trying. I remember watching like a uh, an interview. I mean, it was like a making of Star Trek in like the '90s or something. Jonathan Frakes was walking around the set, and he was explaining that, like, yeah, we just kind of shake. And I was like, that's fucking nuts! <laughs> oh, my God. I never would have guessed. The man. magic of TV! <laughs> There's a lot of looking at the camera in this sequence. Yeah. Like, uh, the chick with the, like, moon the mask, mask yeah. did that. and then it's creepy when she does that. Will Sasso just did that. Mm-hmm. And doesn't the this guy, yeah, this the, guy. the wannabe doctor, do mm-hmm. it in a second? That's how people talk about me, too. This guy who thinks he's the doctor. Want to be doctor? Piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. That party looks awful, by the way. Yeah, exactly. And I love how, like, you can tell who they actually cared about dressing up and who they just half-assed it. Yeah. Like, like Will Sasso, just wear your Nixon mask. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have a real costume. Everybody else, you're not getting close. Yeah. Like, stay, out of the, stay out of Will's way. He's the star. Let Will Sasso <laughs> do his thing. So I feel like there should be, like, a... Uh, an epilepsy warning for this yeah. sequence. A lot of flashing lights. Yeah, they didn't do that back then. <laughs> That's been like within the last year that they started adding those to things. <laughs> I don't know if they did that from... When did that kid have a seizure in Japan? Oh, in like the 90s? Yeah, like I say, No, they, they... I mean, if, if it's like... <laughs> there's the, the yeah. mouth pop. If it's like designed to induce epilepsy than like maybe no. but <laughs> it's even now it's not i mean it's mm-hmm. it's not like it's in everything mm. you're literally watching a big box that flashes light at you like that's its only function <laughs> <laughs> i had a friend in college who was epileptic who uh like we'd be talking about video games like yeah it's a great game like can you play that like can you play video games if you're epileptic i don't know anything about it mm-hmm. and he's like well sometimes and i was like <laughs> Okay, he's like, yeah. Well, I take medication. Like, does that help? Kinda. I'm like, <sighs> like, okay. Like, what happens when you have a seizure? Like, well, it's a seizure. I fall over and like, you know, seize up and all that. I'm like, so is that like, when does that happen? He's like, it can't. Like, it happens when I drive sometimes. Like, and you still drive? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I mean, it just depends. And so he, I remember talking about this and talking about video games, and he was like, yeah, like, oh, this was in probably 2005, mm-hmm. Battlefront Two, the Star Wars game oh, yeah. that just come out. And I bought it, and he was like, oh, I really want to play it. I'm like, well, come on over. We can play it. So he comes over to my apartment in Bozeman. We're playing it. As we're playing, he'll be like, <laughs> and he like, seize up and like drop his controller. I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And he'll grab it. And, keep... and he did that like three or four times. Like, I can't do this. I cannot deal with, like, I, I can't save you if you have a seizure, dude. I don't know what I'm doing I'm not, here. I'm not at a save point. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to keep playing. Sorry. And the, I mean, the fact that, like, maybe if he had 
explain to me more about epilepsy and or how to deal with it or what I would need to do. You stab him with an EpiPen. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So I don't right fucking know. <laughs> yeah, just give him a shot of adrenaline. Yeah. <laughs> Pulp Fiction style. Yeah. But it's not like he would steadfastly refuse to to address it. And then, so I was just like, well, then I'm not going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it's funny because I've, I've known um, uh, lactose intolerant people like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But that's just, you know, oh, my stomach's upset and I shit weird. Yeah. Like, like not, <laughs> I'm going to fall on the ground and choke on my tongue. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Remember Tom Clicker? Do you know him? Oh, yeah. I remember he, uh, he had, uh, like, he was lactose intolerant. Mm-hmm. And I remember... Uh, but he, he lived dangerous. Yeah, I remember being yeah. in a play with him and going out to dinner at, like, one in the morning at the <laughs> fucking Sherry's in Walla Walla. And he ordered a milkshake. And I was like, you've said, like, eight times you're lactose intolerant. He's like, yeah. Like, so... He's like, I don't care. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, so what does that do? Like, does that kill you? Is it, like, poison? He's like, nah, I just poop a lot. <laughs> I can deal with pooping. <laughs> All right, Tom, sure. <laughs> Tom Oh, he's getting sucked, in, sucked into the hole. Yeah. <laughs> and there's and there's the doctor being the doctor. He's still going to offer him the hand. <laughs> that was a weird face he made. Yeah. Give me a hand! <laughs> Never! I, I, I like their uh, exchange before this. Is they're saying, you know, it's, you want dominion over the living, but all you do is kill. And yeah. Eric Roberts shouts, life is wasted on the living. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he actually says that in that box set, too. Oh, really? Which, I mean, why wouldn't you? I'm pretty sure that's just what he says when he wakes up in the morning. I mean, I say that sometimes, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not even Eric Roberts. M- like, might surprise uh, you. I, <laughs> I've not seen you two in the same place at the same time. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, fuck, Sherlock. Uh, mm. What's his name? Uh, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, mm-hmm. Sherlock. Mm-hmm. When he has that conversation with uh, Moriarty in the pool... Mm. And he's like, eh, the, you know, people have died. That's what people do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you get a Moffat being a showrunner. Yeah, I didn't mind Sherlock by and large. It seems like public perception is dramatically turned against that show. <laughs> like people fucking hate it now. Yeah, it's the the, like the Game of Thrones thing. Yeah, yeah it's, well, it's, I was actually I didn't see past probably the third season oh, of yeah. Sherlock. Pretty sure I've watched the whole thing, but it was released so spottily. Mm. There's no way to know. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. What's to say? Yeah. That wig staying on. Yeah. That was another thing McGann hated about this was just the wig. Yeah. I remember him saying that he would gladly redo or come back to the role, but he as long as he doesn't have to wear that fucking wig. Yeah. <laughs> well, and because the thing is, when, when he auditioned, he had long hair. Yeah. And then he had to cut it for what I assume was downtime. That movie. Oh yeah, I'm guessing the movie you watch. Doing the doing the timeline in my head, I'm pretty sure that's why. Because um, he has a shorter haircut than that, and then you know, then he just shows up for filming, and they're like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> so yeah, I think that was just like the only wig around. Weren't he and all of his brothers in contention for this? Yes, apparently one of them got really close, yeah. and that was a point of animosity. Because <laughs> it was he. Paul is one of I want to say four. McGann brothers, and they're, they're all actors. Um, I'm not sure I've seen anything with the others in it. I don't know. I have, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, they, did, they did a movie with all of them in it, too, yeah. which would be fun to see. Um, one one thing of note is that you know Paul McGann before this was probably probably most famous for With Nail and I. Yes, 
and where he played I, <laughs> and Richard E. Grant played Withnell, mm -hmm. and before the 2005 revival of Doctor Who, there was all this, you know, what are we going to do, blah, 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 and uh, there was the, like, uh, animated yeah, web the, series, I mean, the Flash animated. Yeah. That was a very brief thing they tried. Yeah, where they wanted, they wanted to re, uh, kind of bring back Doctor Who for the new generation and mm -hmm. the fucking flashy new style of uh, <laughs> animation, so they made a flash animated movie. Or was it... No, it was a, it's it's a, a short... six-part six Yeah, six-part yeah, But, but yeah. Each, each episode was eight minutes? Something yeah. like that? Uh, also written by Paul Cornell. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And it was... Uh, it starred Richard E. Grant as the ninth Doctor. Yep. It's called Scream of Schalka. Which I really like his Doctor. Yeah. He's like, he's like a really, like, grumpy, posh, Count yeah. Shocula Doctor. And it's just funny to have Paul McGann turn into Richard E. Grant. Yes. <laughs> and then once the... Uh, oh, that's really cheap on Amazon. Yeah. Oh, I have it. Back up. Yeah, I have that one too. That's oh, the cool. Black Archive book on nice. Scream of the Shankar. That one's also very good. Nice. That, uh... So that, like, failed. I mean, didn't didn't, didn't take off. <laughs> well, so, it's, it's the problem is, is actually it was a timing thing. Oh, it, that's right. It was released, like, the same day, maybe the day after... They announced uh, that uh, Davies was bringing the show back, mm. and so it was like just their legs were cut out from under yeah. them immediately. And uh, it's funny to see how many people in that came back to the series later. Yeah, because Jacoby was the master. Yeah, um, and the companions been stuff. Master. Yeah. yeah, was it Sophie? Uh, Sophie, I can't remember her last name. It starts with an A. I thought it started with an O. I think it starts with an O. <laughs> but she played Liz Ten. On, That's uh, right. The Queen of England in the future. That's right. Uh, God damn it! What was her name? Uh, it doesn't matter. Oh, uh, there we go. Sophie Oko Okonedo. Okonedo. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, uh, it's just yeah. It's funny to see how like the legacy of those characters coming mm -hmm. back. And, and then yeah, Richard E. Grant showed up as the Great Intelligence. Yeah, that's right. Um, him slash. Um, wasn't Magneto the voice? Yeah, uh, yeah. Eve McKellen. Yeah, was the voice of the Great Intelligence. I prefer to call him Magneto. I yeah. think I think he, he prefers that as well. I think he likes to be called Gandalf. <laughs> Gandalf and uh, what was that? The wizard that Sylvester McCoy played. Oh, I don't know. I didn't watch that. <laughs> Art Radagast. Oh, that the we should also talk about the five-ish Doctors reboot. Oh yes, <laughs> that was fun. During the fiftieth anniversary. The the surviving classic doctors made their own little short film. Except tie -in. except Tom. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was Sylvester McCoy, um, Colin Baker, and who's the fifth doctor? Uh, what the fuck is his name? Uh, Peter. P Peter Peter Capaldi. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, fuck. Uh, Davison. Peter Davison. Yeah, Peter Davison. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even, I literally typed fifth doctor and then it came to me. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, very, very, very goofy, maybe half hour, 40 minutes long. Yeah. yeah. A little short, uh, about them trying to, trying to get into the 50th anniversary. Yeah. Kind of, kind of meta yeah. thing. Yeah. I just love the constant jokes about Sylvester McCoy working in the Hobbit. Yes. It's like, well, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm not filming today, but Peter, Peter likes to have me around because I'm kind of his muse. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I, they're at a, at a convention or something and they see Paul McGann signing autographs. Yeah. They're just all like muttering to each other like, because he's like, you know, he, he got he got a call back to do this show. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's still acting right now. 
And then, yeah, he just shows up. He's like, I heard you guys are going to try to get in on the 50th. I want in on yeah, it. I don't know what you're up to, <laughs> yeah. but I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Sean Pertwee was in it. That's right. And I love uh, my favorite cameo in it was John Barrowman. Remember that? He's like, oh, yeah. he's like picking his kids up from school or something. And, he's and he has, he's, listening to his own music. He's got a wife. And he's like, can't tell anyone about this. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Love the idea of him like being like a closeted straight man. Yes. <laughs> Which, did you hear uh, a couple months ago, a few months ago, there was like this firestorm of controversy because uh, oh, because he kept pulling his dick out. Well, no, because uh, who's the guy that played Mickey? Oh, uh, no, Clark. Yeah, no, yeah. Clark. It was a whole thing about like sexual harassment. Or oh, something. so he just threw Bearman under the bus. Well, no, this is for that, that was from an old interview, like years ago. Yeah, because he said like, oh yeah, Bearman's always pulling his dick out. Like I could draw that from memory. Ha ha ha. And so then like then that was like, well, John Bearman was doing that too, mm-hmm. and that turned into a whole big thing too. But like, oh, he was a fucking creeper on set. And then like BBC was like, no, actually we looked into that. Like there was really nothing sexual about it. Yeah. Like, he literally just pulls his dick out a lot. Yeah. And, and like... <laughs> like, nobody had any problem with it. But like, we, oh, there, he's doing yeah. it again. Like, nobody had any problem with it, but we told him to stop, so he did. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that, and that was the whole thing. Like, he, I think they, they cut him from uh, the upcoming season. Oh, really? Over, over that. Which is... I'm sure that was happening when they were getting me filming and stuff like that, so... Yep, oh, so the movie just ended. <laughs> yeah. um, has nothing to do with, with John Berman's dick, but... Um, I feel like it would be an honor to see John Barrowman's dick. I would applaud. <laughs> I've seen his ass plenty of times uh-huh. because I'm friends with him on, or I follow him on Facebook, mm-hmm. and uh, he, I don't know, like eight or nine pictures out of ten feature his ass somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, John Oliver was listed in the credits the as like a driver. I don't know. <laughs> he, he read for the part. You did he? He read for the voice of the BBC commercials That's in the right. beginning. I, I, I forgot about that. Oh, the old BBC logo. Uh-huh. Yeah, and Universal. <clears throat> well, that was the Doctor Who movie where we finished it. We survived. No, it's not, it's not bad. No, it's, it's, you have to know what you're getting into. Yeah. It's semi-canonical, sort of. It's canonical. It's, yeah, it's canonical except for when it isn't. It it's just, one it, of those They things. just have to do some, some hand-waving on occasion. Yeah. And some retconning. Like, like all Doctor Who, dude. Pretty much. This show is built on retcon. Well, that was the whole thing about the... You mentioned the family... What was that? Uh, the family of blood. Guy. Human nature. Yeah, family guy. Yes, <laughs> family guy. Uh, no, the, the human nature two-parter, when they, yeah. when they made that on TV, that was the whole thing because it has a sketch... In it. Oh, yeah, of McGann, that's right. Because at that point, people weren't sure if this movie was even canon until that happened. But at the same time, the ninth ninth Doctor is the ninth Doctor. Yeah, exactly. So, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I... I... Are they just going to invent a Doctor who appears between other Doctors? (laughs) Exactly. Who would do that? That that makes no sense. So, okay, so we have a rating system on this show when we talk about things, uh, which is, if it's good, it's a vertigo... That's terrible. If it's uh, if if it's okay, Verta slow, <laughs> and if it sucks, it's Verta stop. <laughs> so what is this, Brian? I don't know if I want to participate in this sort of punning. Well, you're gonna have to. Um, I would say Vertigo. Um, uh, like a qualified Vertigo. Yeah. Because it's like this is Paul McGann is like he he's my doctor. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's one of those where I don't know. I have a hard time viewing this one as a unbiased party 
you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like mileage will vary on depending on the viewer. Yeah. For me personally, it's it's a vertigo. It also depends on what you bring with you, because this yes. cannot be viewed first. No, no. <laughs> like, like Rose was such yeah. a great jumping on point. Yeah. Because it wasn't like this. Yeah. When I, I was just talking to Sophia yesterday about this recording, and mm. she was like, where should I start with Doctor Who? It's like, well, there's two points you can start. <laughs> yes. 1963 or 2005. Pick your poison, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, what I did, I, I, I started with, with the reboot, and then I yeah. worked my way backwards. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I caught up, and then I did the, this, this movie, and then I started from the beginning of the seventh Doctor. Oh, really? And then started from the beginning of the sixth Doctor. Interesting. And so it... It made a lot of weird cliffhangers yeah, in my own personal timeline. Um, I, I yeah. watched, uh, you know, like I watched the series 2005 plus as it was going. Mm. And then I watched this. And then I remember buying uh, uh, a, an unearthly child. Oh, yeah. Like the first, if there's this box set of the first like five episodes of the original series. It's called The Beginning. Yeah. I bought that from Suncoast Video in oh. the mall. <laughs> oh, I miss Suncoast. <laughs> They used to have a decent Doctor Who selection. That's right. And anyway, so then after that, I watched like a bunch of first, random, second, third, whatever. Well, those are so spotty anyway. Yeah. And then from Spearhead in Space. No, not Spearhead in Space. The last third Doctor, Planet of the Arachnids or Planet of the Spiders, whatever it's called. Yeah. From then on, I, I've watched up through the fourth Doctor. Oh, nice. And then, I don't know, some of five and six and seven. Mm. But it's all spotty. That's <laughs> the middle season with the seventh Doctor is just fucking yeah. cool. I remember hearing stories about how the first season of him is just shit. Yeah. And then there was like a massive course correction. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's the middle season's so good. The last season's pretty good, but yeah. that's where they were they were clearly on their way out the door. Is that with Battleground? Was that the last one? That was the second to last oh, one. Okay. Survival was the last gotcha. one. With the leper people. Anyway, that's doc, been Doctor Who. We talked Doctor Who. It's because it's Vertigo. It's yeah, Vertigo. it's totally, totally Vertigo. Doctor Vertigo. The, uh, the the scene with Dream was cut, unfortunately, yeah, in this movie. Speaking of which, had, did you see yesterday the... Uh, the posters. The trailer, too. Oh, shit, I didn't see yeah. the trailer. The, the posters look amazing. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, um, so Vertigo Voices, like and subscribe. Uh, come to my trial after I murder my fucking neighbor. <laughs> it's still going. I have no idea if any of it's showing up on this audio. But uh, if it does, we're going to have words that are going to turn into fists. <laughs> That's going to turn into a gun, well, you, I'm sure. You, you have letters tattooed on your knuckles. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Die, yeah. neighbor. Yeah. Have, have some words with their face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like and subscribe. Follow on Twitter, Instagram, Vertigo Voices. Email at Vertigo Voices. You all know the drill. And uh, please let me know what you think of Doctor Who. Or don't, because I don't give a shit. Oh, and come to the Wylak City. That's right. This is weekend. actually going to come out after that, but <laughs> get, your, get in your TARDIS. <laughs> yeah, go, go back, back in time. time. <laughs> Naturally, because yeah, I mean that works. It's a Doctor yeah. Who themed episode, yeah. so why not? <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're done then. Everyone, enjoy and goodbye. <laughs> God, fucking bass. <laughs> <laughs>